everyone, and welcome to our first episode of the Casually Die Hard podcast. My name is Damien. I'm joined by my fiance. I'm Ashley. <laughs> and this is our venture into probably our fourth or fifth podcast at this point. Yep. Um, but it's a subject that you and I are both pretty die hard on. Um, casually, anyway. Casually, anyway. <laughs> you, you're more casual than I am. But That's true. We are a pro wrestling podcast. Um, I am a former independent pro wrestler of three years down in York, Pennsylvania. And my fiance has just gotten back into the world of pro wrestling through me within the last what two years or so yeah about two and a half yeah mm-hmm. so um we're kind of doing this introduction episode so that way you guys can get to know us a little bit more um obviously we are recording this on the thursday before all in uh, so excited at wembley so that's going to be a monumental night we're going to have a full review of that and our impressions and everything like that uh coming out sunday night uh, or Monday morning, whenever we decide to uh, be able to uh, upload it. But just kind of getting started, uh, the last 24 hours have been a, a rough, rough one for pro wrestling fans. Obviously, uh, we just learned literally an hour and a half ago about the passing of uh, Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, at the age of 36. And then obviously yesterday, uh, on my birthday, nonetheless, uh, we lost Terry Funk, uh, one of the true innovators of uh, hardcore wrestling and and really just a mainstay in all Japan with like Giant Baba and all those guys. Um, so truly a, a legend if there ever was a legend in Terry Funk and then a creative mind in Bray Wyatt uh, gone way too soon at the age of 36. Um, I know you're not huge into the knowledge of Terry Funk. I mean... Yeah, I'm I'm familiar, but not very familiar. Yeah. Like it's a name I would know. Yeah, so Terry Funk, he's a um he's he was around for like five decades in the business. He mm. uh he was trained, I believe, underneath his father. He wrestled with his brother Dory Funk Jr. That's cute. Um they were known as the Funks, uh, all the way in Japan. Um Terry Funk was obviously in WWE, probably mm-hmm. I, I think maybe around the time that you were watching, were you watching during the Attitude Era? Uh, maybe. You also I would don't say, know the eras. Uh, yeah, so the like, era- I, I know the names of them, but, like, I don't know the years that they so existed. the Attitude Era was around, like, I would say 97 to 01. Yeah, like, right at the tail end. Yeah, because, like, he was there with uh, Cactus Jack McFoley mm-hmm. um, as Chainsaw Charlie. Oh, yeah, okay, yep. That's Terry Funk. Okay. Yeah, for some reason, Vince McMahon put him in a pantyhose mask and yeah. a chainsaw. And, I have vague memories. Uh, yeah, they had, the, 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 the most famous match that he had in WWE in that era was the dumpster match that he had with the New Age Outlaws, uh, which is mm. Road Dog Jesse James, and... Uh, at that point, badass Billy Gunn, uh, now <laughs> coming as, back now. Yeah. Now coming back for all in and, and we'll get into <laughs> predictions and stuff like that before all, uh, before the end of the episode, this is going to be a little bit of a longer one. Um, normally we're going to try to keep these probably to about an hour or so, um, hour, hour and a half, but mm-hmm. this one probably is longer cause we have a whole bunch of, uh, prompts and stuff like that that we can go through as well. But, um, and then obviously predictions for all in, I think would be a, a fun way to close this one out. Oh, for sure. Um, but we have some ideas on, on, on this podcast as well for, for this podcast, I should say. Um, and, and I think one of them that we really want to kick off with, uh, at some point soon is the defunct wrestling podcast that will exist inside of this podcast. And it's going to take a look at defunct wrestling organizations, uh, and we're going to have her watch them for the first time, and me re-watching them, or sometimes watching them for the first time. I'm very excited. I I think our first first, uh, foray into it is going to be Lucha Underground, which is something that is very highly regarded in retrospect, but was very under the radar when it first started um but it produces it produced like the likes of ricochet um who was in new japan at the time as well but he was he was the one of the champions in there um you had jeff cobb who was matanza cueto mm. you had uh penta el cerro miedo as pentagon jr you had yeah. ray phoenix 
um, Swerve Strickland and A.R. Fox were in there. Oh. But they were, uh, Swerve Strickland, I believe, was Killshot. Um, okay. And he had a rivalry with A.R. Fox known as Dante Fox at that point. Mm, and interesting. They were, they were, like, military veterans and stuff like that. And Okay. Um, who else was in Lucha Underground that you would know? Johnny Mundo was in there. John, okay. uh, Johnny Elite, John yep. Morrison, all the uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyrie Hojo was in an episode, uh, or Kyrie. Kyrie. Yeah. Um, uh, Eo Sky was in okay. a few episodes. Um, Angelico. Uh, mm-hmm. That was the rise of Angelico's popularity. Okay. Uh, Chavo Guerrero. He oh, was yeah. also in it for a hot minute. So like there was there was a lot of people in Lucha Underground. So yeah. I think going back and rewatching Lucha Underground from the beginning and doing a weekly review of that or something is definitely in the cards coming soon. Yeah, and I've been really excited to watch that. Just hearing you talk about it when it's like we're watching other things and you're like, oh, <laughs> that one time on Lucha Underground. Or, yeah. like, you just talk about about it. And I feel like Lucha style is something I'm very, very into. Yes. So I am very excited about it. Yeah, and, and obviously, like, um, we're going to do Lucha Underground in its entirety, but, like, there's another one that I want to do, like, uh, which is Chikara, um, mm. which was an independent promotion that was fucking off the rails. Um, in what way? Yes. Um, oh. oh, my. <laughs> they, I think... I think uh, there was a guy I've told you about, uh, Johnny Cockstrong. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. I do believe he wrestled for Chikara. <laughs> okay. Um, but also, like, Kevin Owens, mm. El, uh, El Generico, Sami Zayn. Okay. Uh, the Bucks mm. um, really got their start in Chikara. Eddie Kingston. Interesting. Um, all those guys. So, like, that's definitely, like, something I want to go back. I don't think we can explore all 22 years of its history. Probably not. But we can at least, like, spotlight some shows and stuff like that and kind yeah. of watch as it evolves through the years and stuff. And, um, and... Uh, another thing, another segment that we kind of wanted to do that I wanted to do was a wrestler spotlight of the week. Yeah, um, definitely. because I am, I'm not going to say I'm a wrestling historian, but I do have a lot of useless wrestling knowledge. I would probably say that you are, um, to be honest with you. I have a buddy that I've met through wrestling who is a, an encyclopedia of like, that's puts, you. No, he puts me to shame. That's scary. Yeah, like, he is he is all about wrestling, and, like, he knows, like, way more than me. Like, Which is crazy, because, like, I just you pulling out random years and, like, singular matches from those years, I'm like, how does this happen? <laughs> I don't understand it. Yeah, like, so, I guess, I guess, like, the thing that kind of spurred this was, like, um, Dark Side of the Ring mm-hmm. um, and the Bam Bam Bigelow episode, yeah, which gave way to guys that we have now like Keith Lee, mm-hmm. Donovan Dijak, uh, the big guys that can fly, that can move, that yep. kind of thing. And uh, Bam Bam was like the first guy that started that. So I definitely want to right. go back and watch some classic Bam Bam matches. Obviously, you never really watch Taz, like going back and exploring Taz and yeah. CW and stuff, and like, um, and we'll open it up too, like. We'll open it up to the community that we're that we're gonna build on Facebook and everything like that, and and see what you guys want to see as well. Who are some of your favorites? Um, who are some of the people that you wanna wanna see us kind of cover and 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 go through? Because like even a Doink the Clown, who I'm not a big, uh, I, I'm not, I don't know a lot about, but they did a dark side of him as well. Oh my. And, uh, yeah, his whole thing was, like, he was, like, an evil clown. Like, pretty much John Wayne Gacy. I hate everything about that. Yeah, no, I know. But, like, <laughs> it was apparently really good. I don't... I yeah, never really I'm sure had, it's great. It I sounds like really a great character. exposure to Doink the Clown. So, like, that was... It's definitely something new. I'd like to limit my exposure to Doink the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... So, yeah. So, like, this introduction podcast is going to be a little bit more of a, um... A, a get-to-know-us podcast as well. Um, so... Let's let's start. We got we had Chat GPT come up with some prompts for us to discuss, and um, the I first think we should one, pick and choose because like some of them are great, and then oh, some yeah, of them are like yeah 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 yeah. No, I'm definitely not going to do as, all of these. As goes AI. Yeah, as goes AI. <laughs> um, so let's let's start with our pro wrestling journeys. Yes. So. Obviously, you were a fan as a kid. Yes. 
So I started getting into it because my cousin, who's slightly older than me, was super into it. So I would say I was watching from like 98, 99 to probably 2006. Okay. Yeah, I think those were like all throughout my elementary school years. Got it. Um, and I was like into it, into it. Like I watched SmackDown every single week. Okay. Um, I wasn't a big Raw person, you See, know. That's it where, just that's where we differed because I never watched SmackDown. Really. I almost never watched Raw. I watched <laughs> sometimes when bigger things were happening. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I was a SmackDown girl. It's really crazy because I never watched SmackDown, even though The Undertaker, who is my personal favorite, and we'll get into top fives and stuff like that later, mm-hmm. uh, he was exclusively SmackDown for so long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I would watch his stuff and then I'd tune out. Mm, like, I was okay. never really a big SmackDown guy um, as a kid. Yeah. I mean, like, Eddie Guerrero was my favorite. Great. So I, legend. I had to, I had to watch it. Yeah, legendary. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely legendary. Yeah. Like, there, if there's one person that we can all, we can all agree on, Eddie Guerrero is one of the greats. Absolutely. Um, but I will say, so like, um, so you stopped watching what you said about 06. Yeah. Okay. So like, uh, so what, what made you stop watching? Was it just you grew out of it? Was it like a what, what was all, of, what was the impetus of you leaving the wrestling business at that point? It's a good question. I never really thought about it. I think maybe, maybe just growing out of it and like having different interests. Because after that point, I started really getting into like live music and things like you that. Were 16 so at that point or uh, fourteen? No, fourteen in two thousand six. Yeah, ninety two to 06. You were fourteen, baby. Whoa. Yeah, that's some quick math. So maybe it was less. Like maybe it was earlier that I stopped. Maybe it was more like two thousand like three. Okay, because Eddie Guerrero mm. passed in 05. I was still watching then. I remember crying. Oh, I, I um, bawled my eyes out. So maybe it was about then. Hmm. Now I don't know. Were you? I'm still bad watching, with years. Were you still watching when Chris Benoit died? I don't know. Okay, because he um, was 07. No, like definitely. Oh no, of no, definitely not. I think it was so, like 06, late oh six oh seven. I I was not watching while I was in middle school. I know that. Okay. Like at no time when I was in middle school. Okay. Um. Yeah. So now I'm. So if years without, are hard, man. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was gonna say. So like, okay. So then, obviously, um. I'll start mine, and then we'll kind of explain how our wrestling journey has tied together. Yeah. Um, so, I started watching... The first thing I remember, and I've told this story on other, on my other podcasts that I've done, um, is the first memory I have is Stone Cold getting crucified by The Undertaker. <laughs> um, and I think it's crazy, because I'm Dam- my name is Damien, um, and I'm rooting for this demonic man mm-hmm. who is crucifying another man. I'm pretty sure my mom had an exorcist on standby. Um, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure she still does, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a, boy, <laughs> don't we all? I'm a boy child. I have to give my mom some shit. Um, <laughs> but so then, like, so Undertaker became my favorite at that point. Um, was a big Stone Cold fan, mm-hmm. as everybody was. I mean, Stone yeah. Cold was the, is considered still, I think, the top merch seller of all time in WWE. It's my mom's favorite. Oh, it's Stevie. Her Stevie. Her Stevie. <laughs> Um, Austin 316, those shirts went everywhere. I yeah. had, as a kid, I had, like, I was seven and I was wearing a shirt that my mom gave me that says, like, open up a can of whoop ass. Like, yep. my mom loved Stone Cold. I also loved him. Um, I mean, I still do. Yeah. So, or I do again, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so, like, we definitely, like, we were a wrestling household. My mom was into it. Her favorite mm-hmm. was Shawn Michaels, still is Shawn Michaels, yep. even though he got his hair. And he has a lazy eye. Um, you leave him alone. <laughs> Mr. Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid. The heartbreak middle-aged man. Not even middle-aged. That is almost a senior citizen at this point. <laughs> How old is he? He is like 57. Oh, that's not that old. He looks worse than Sting. Oh, he absolutely he looks Sting's worse 64. than Sting. That's true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, oh, off track. Woof. 
So, um, so I was a big WWF guy. I never really watched WCW. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely like a hole in my knowledge. Like WCW was the competitor to me. That okay. was that was we were not a WCW household. That mm. was we were all about WWF. Okay. Um, and then as the years went on, my mom stopped becoming a fan mm-hmm. um, and really hated it. Like, okay. really started to hate it. Really? Yeah, like, she hated it for That's a long surprising. Time. She could not stand it. Interesting. Um, Why? Just, she, she grew up in an era, which I find very funny, that she thought was way more matches and not a lot of talking. Mm. But in the 80s legitimately TV was three-minute matches and then a whole lot of promos. Okay. Um, and then you'd have, like, one big main event match. Got it. Um, the pay-per-views, a lot of wrestling and stuff like that. Like, nowadays, it's a lot more of that kind of stuff, too. Yeah. So, so in her mind... It was just she, not a good product. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Okay. It wasn't a good product. And, like, to be fair, looking back on it, like, I can see where she was coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started... Yeah, so I started when I was, like, four... Um, I started watching and then really like, oh six, I kind of stopped. Okay. I also kind of left, like I would follow it Mm -hmm. and like, I'd hear about it from my friends and stuff like that. Yeah. But definitely like around 20, 2009 to 2010, I was out. I was like completely out. For one year. (laughs) No, until after I came back back in in like 2012 okay so So for a couple years i was out for a couple years and it's interesting because i feel like our experiences would differ a lot because the area of the country that you're from is very much more i don't know it's more it's redneck well no that's not what i'm saying i'm saying there's a lot of wrestling there yeah, the, like there's there's four independent companies in York County alone. Right. That's a, and I feel like they're relatively like normalized. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're established. I mean, um, we just had a, a, there was just a wrestling show in Lancaster County uh, that drew two thousand people to a baseball stadium. Right. Like exactly. There's definitely it's definitely normalized there, but I think that's because of the indie revival. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. So <laughs> in like 2012. I came back because of, like, DX was kind of really big. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think they were still big at that point. I, I, I'm, it's a great period. Like, CM Punk was... Years are hard. Years are hard. And normally <laughs> I don't have an issue with it, but, like... You really don't. CM Punk was really big at that point, too. Mm. Like, um, so, like, you were getting into the summer of Punk when he was WWE champion. Cena wasn't pushed as much down our throats uh it's <laughs> still incredibly much mm-hmm. but like i was also hyped for the return of brock lesnar boy how 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 that's changed oh i know um i loved brock lesnar at one point oh me too like me too i was like wow look at this big dude <laughs> <laughs> but so then like i kind of came back and, and 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 daniel bryan was one of the guys that brought me back mm-hmm. watching the yes movement getting behind that like really like wrestlemania 30 was top tier except for brock beating taker but we don't talk about that <laughs> um so like i, I kind of came back in and then i became diehard mm-hmm. and like 2013 2014 I discovered New Japan. Got it. Because I discovered wrestling podcasts because I was injured at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I sprained my ankle and I was on light duty for four weeks. And I was like, I can't listen to the same 200 songs every yeah. other day. <laughs> uh, so I started finding wrestling podcasts and they were talking about Wrestle Kingdom. And it was Wrestle Kingdom 9. I'll never forget it. It was um, it was AJ Styles versus Okada. Uh, banger. Great. Banger. Yeah. Um, and, or, no, it was... No, I think it was Okada Naito or Tanahashi Naito, something like that, because AJ faced Nakamura. Oh, okay. And like, oh man, what? And there was a Fatal Four Way tag match. It was the Bucks, Red Dragon, Rocky Romero, and Alex Kozlov, and Kushida and Alex Shelley. So to good. open the ma- open the so show. So good. Yeah, it was a Fatal Four Way. Jr. Damn. was on commentary, like. I'll, maybe we'll go back and we'll do like a rewatch of that too. I think that we was should. a great Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, it, it also went it. like seven hours. It was absurd. 
That's um, pretty crazy. That's a lot. But, like, so then I started, like, finding, like, Kenny Omega. Yeah. And, like, Ring of Honor and, and really getting into that stuff. So then I started, like, wanting to become a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And when I became a wrestler, I found, like, Zack Sabre Jr., which is my boy. Yeah, um, you love him. Adam Cole. Like, mm-hmm. really started finding all of these guys, watching Impact a lot more, like yeah. TNA and stuff like that. And so I did all that. And then um, after I, quote unquote, retired from wrestling, mm-hmm. um, it just kind of stayed hooked. Like, that was my way to still be connected to some of my friends and stuff like that was to watch and communicate and stuff like that. Right. And then, uh, obviously, you and I started dating. Yes. And uh, <laughs> let's talk about our first experience with wrestling together. Oh, it was a fun one. It was. So when we met and you started talking about it, I was like, interesting. It's like, that's an interesting interest. Because, like, I didn't know anybody that I know of. Right. Um, At least people I'm close to. Yeah. Like, I didn't have any wrestling fan friends. And you have so many of them. <laughs> I don't have so many. It's just all my close friends are wrestling fans. Yeah, but it's like all of them. <laughs> so it was just not something that was on my radar at all. Yeah. Um, Most but of the I people was... I talk to, yeah, we talk about wrestling a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but so, I don't know. I was I was open to it. I was like, all right. I liked it when I was little. So, yeah. like, it was something that you were super passionate about. Which was very clear from day one. I made it abundantly clear. You did. And so I was like, all right, let me let me go into this with no judgment. Um, and I think I think the first thing I watched was WrestleMania. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was, it was WrestleMania twenty twenty one. Yeah, it was the first WrestleMania with fans back after COVID. Yeah. Um it was the first show with fans back after COVID. Mm-hmm. Um and Boy, were we hammered! Oof, good night. Good night, <laughs> great night. Me and my me and my best friend became tag team champions. Yep. Uh, Bianca's Bianca Belair's uh, hair whip. The hair whip brought me back to consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep, it did. It sobered me for three point two seconds. Yeah. I was trying to get so drunk that I found Booker T attractive. That oh yeah, I forgot about that. Part. Yeah, that's what I. <laughs> that was my mission. It did not work. It didn't work. No. But it didn't work. But yeah, so like and then you kind of got you kind of caught the bug. I did because so I think a lot of it had to do with how In well love with me you were. Yes. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think just how well you explain things and the background of things and why things happen and storylines that I I didn't know about and just the the history of things I think that's really what made me interested because I was like oh so there like there's all this lore and um lore is a good way to put it yeah like there's so much lore and like just knowing sort of the behind the scenes things I think is really interesting to me because obviously you know that it's it's scripted yeah we and don't things use like fake. that so right <laughs> <laughs> but like you know it's scripted so I think for a while thinking about that I was like how am I going to be interested in this thing that's like scripted like why am I going to be excited about it mm-hmm. but then just understanding it more and um, sort of coming at it from a perspective of it's not supposed to be, quote unquote, real. You know right. what I mean? It's suspension of disbelief. Right. It, and it I was, think that it was, was something hard. something we were talking about this past weekend with mm-hmm. like, a, a lot of our non-wrestling friends. Right. Um, it's like, yeah, like there's a lot of talking. There's a lot of selling that looks a little goofy and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, it's a suspension of disbelief. You right. Gotta, you got to be able to like, oh, hey. They're not actually hurt, but, like, I can see their pain, and I'm registering Mm -hmm. that they're acting like they're in pain. It's acting. Right. And that, I think, helped me as well, because it's, like, it's just like a movie or or any show. Like, I don't think that these actors are doing the things that they're doing. Mm -hmm. So why would I not apply the same principles to this? It's just, like, it's it's a sports show. 
It's a performance art. Yeah. It's a performance. I always say it's violent Shakespeare. I mean, like, yes. It's violent Shakespeare. It, it's it's all staged combat. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we are throwing our bodies out to, in caution to the fucking wind. Yeah, which I, is also, I think, what, what makes me so engrossed in it now i guess is just the athleticism and and that was a big seller for you it really was because it's like it's sure it's staged it's scripted but people are doing this shit that's crazy yep yeah like i i I always say like Like, for anybody that says fake like mm -hmm. especially with wrestling i don't care you can say it's scripted all you want Mm -hmm. it's not fake right Everything that we're doing to our bodies is 100% fucking real. Yeah, like maybe you're not punching somebody in the face with everything you have, but... I'm still getting punched in the face. Exactly. Like, I'm still getting that elbow to my jaw. Right. Like, I'm still... It's still landing. Yeah. It's landing somewhere. Mm-hmm. Most so, of sometimes. the Sometimes, yeah. Most of the times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, like, yeah, so, like, and, and I think the more that, like, you understood that, the more willing you were. And, like, especially because now we have AEW. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously I'm not the biggest WWE fan. Um, yeah. I, I just don't like, I don't like the weekly storylines that they put out. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's just not my thing. Right. Um, but we watch AEW every week. Yep. Um, we watch Dynamite. We try to catch Collision when we're home. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously we watch all the WWE pay-per-views like, yep. and, and we watch indie stuff too. Like there's the one thing is like, this has become kind of like a, a thing for us where we'll sit down. Oh, Hey, this show looks really good. And now that you know, a lot of people, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, I really like this guy. Yeah. yeah. Let's watch that. Yeah. So it's definitely like, it's definitely become like a bonding experience for us. And that's why we're doing a podcast about it. Exactly. Like it's definitely something that we can talk about and, and everything. And, and, and actually like we have different opinions on it because obviously I've been in it for so long. Mm-hmm. I know so much about it. Right. You are just reemerging in it. Right. But also are like, have your own opinions of stuff because there's people I like that you hate. Yes. Like <laughs> there sure are. There sure are. Um, but there's also people that I that I don't like that you're kind of okay with, like, yeah. you know, and, and so and we have different opinions on certain matches mm-hmm. and certain outcomes and, and stuff like that, and I I think that's a good dialogue, and especially because like, I don't want somebody that's always going to agree with me as a fan. I want somebody that's going to like, oh hey, I like this and this is why. Oh, right. Me too, but for a different reason. And mm-hmm. and wrestling subjective. You yeah, know? absolutely. Fandom, is, fandom and wrestling is subjective, whereas like you like more. Uh, Lucha Libre, which I love. I love mm-hmm. the aerial acrobatics of, oh, of it's my favorite of Vikingo and mm-hmm. uh, and and of guys like Ray Phoenix and stuff like that. Yeah, but I also really like the groundwork of Zack Saber Jr. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that stuff. Yeah. I love the hard hitting aspects of like an Eddie Kingston and a Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah, absolutely. Like those guys are. Those guys are like the pinnacle of what I always wanted to be in wrestling. So right. it's like, I watch them as like, oh, I admire you. But yeah. I, then I watch Zach and it's just like, how many different submission holds do you fucking know, dude? Like, <laughs> Too holy many. Shit. Too like, many. It's, it's like, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah. So I, I, I think I, I, I invite everybody to come up, come along with us on this wrestling journey and, and really understand the mindsets Yeah. of, of two people that... Or casually die hard about it. Yeah. And I feel like uh, this will be a good guide for if somebody is a wrestling fan and they're trying to get their friends into it. Like, yes. let, let me be your example. <laughs> I'm, I'm really good at convincing people to watch wrestling. You are. So there, you can be their example of, like, what to do. And then I'll, I'll be the example of what they need to look for. Right. <laughs> Just don't look at the ref. D- don't look at the ref. <laughs> it's one of my biggest pet peeves. I, I hate know. it so much. So, um, so yeah. So we have we have that, and and so let's go into, let's do a top five. Who are your top five favorite wrestlers right now? Because I think that that's a good way for people to kind of understand who we are. Yeah, I think. Ooh, that's a tough. It's a tough one for Who's me. Who's your overall favorite? My, I know who it oh, is. Oh, you but. know my overall favorite number one, a one day one. Will Osprey. Yeah, I, I love him so much. Yeah, I know. love, I love how flippy he is, and how athletic. But he also does like the submissions and shit like that. Yes, like I think he has. He's the total package. He he's, is. 
he has such a great character also. Like, he just, he he gets me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, obviously my all-time favorite is Undertaker. Yeah. Um, but if, if we're talking active, mm-hmm. it's got to be Adam Cole, baby. He's great. Like, I think, I think Adam Cole is, like, my number one favorite right now. That's um, fair. Ask me tomorrow, it might change. Yeah. But... On the spot right now, Adam Cole is, like, my number one. Yeah. He's, I, I, I love, and especially because, like, homie's from Lancaster. Yeah. He's, fr- like, he's wrestled. The hometown the, boy. He's wrestled the same circuits I did, mm-hmm. you know. He, he came up in that same aspect, in, in some of those same circles. Yeah. Some of the same people. So, like, it's definitely a hometown, hometown feel, hometown support. Mm-hmm. And he just... I think he's so charismatic. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That it's hard not to love him. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But who who else is in your who else is in your top five? I'm not gonna go in order. Okay. And we're we're going active. Active. Active okay. only. Active Willow only. Nightingale. You do love yourself some Willow Nightingale. I love her so much. I love her energy. I love what she brings to the to the crowd. That was your first wrestling picture too. It was. Yeah, my, my first and only currently. Yeah. Um, currently. We'll change that. We'll see. No, we uh, will. <laughs> Listen, we're going to WrestleCon. It's in Philly, That's baby. That's true. That's a good point. We're going to drop so much money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. I am, too. But I, she, for me, is what I really want to see out of women wrestlers. Mm-hmm. She hits hard. She is so technically good. Yes. Like, I love her. I think that she... You have a crush on her, too. Oh, my God, yeah. She's gorgeous. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, she just embodies everything that I wished women wrestlers had when I grew up watching it. Because I feel like it was all about just how they looked and, like, how well, thin they were. Right. And, like, it... They... They didn't have to have talent. They were there for looks alone. Um, and I think now it's switching a lot where so many women are really technically good. They have good characters. Um, they're they're strong. They're powerful. Yeah. Like they're they're a presence because of their athleticism. And I, I love it. And she just embodies that for me. And I love her. Yeah, you do. Uh, you do love yourself some Willow. I do. Um, I think right now for me, uh, another another favorite of mine is, uh, I, I got to stay in the AEW realm, it's MJF. He's on my list too. Yeah, yeah. MJF, I, I think I think this babyface run that he has right now is going to be fantastic. Oh, incredible. Um, I didn't think it could happen. I I knew I knew it. The best I, yeah. heels will become your greatest baby. Faces. That's fair. Um, but like I, I truthfully think that he he is one of those guys that transcends wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he will eventually one day. I mean, he's only twenty seven, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, something like that. Something like that. He's super young. Yeah. He has the he has the world in front of him. Oh, absolutely. And and I mean, he's main eventing one of the biggest wrestling shows of all time if not the biggest wrestling show of all time you know it's it's going to be an insane match him and adam cole and i think that he is just going to keep increasing his stock so much i agree so yeah over 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 to you again i know you said mjf's on your list but he is yeah i mean that's who i was gonna mention next um but i penta you just love that swagger. I do. He's he has it. But I also I love the flippy shit. Yeah. I love the high flying. And I think he just going back to the athleticism, like he does so much shit. Yeah. And I love it. I can't wait until we get into his death match in Lucha Underground. I want to see he it does so a, bad. He does a full blown death match. I want to see it so bad. I just, I think he's so fucking cool. Yeah. Like, I just, I love him. No, he's And I great. mean, he has my favorite manager of all time. Alex Abrahante. I love the hype. <laughs> I love him <laughs> so much. Anytime I see him, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm in. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think Penta's just like one of those too cool for school. He's so solid. He's solid in the ring, technically sound, mm-hmm. does all of all of the things. Yeah. Um, so another one of my favorites uh, is is Tomohiro Ishii. Oh, so good. I love Ishii. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the epitome of a meatball. Yes. And I love it in every <laughs> way. He is solid. His selling is top tier. Oh yeah. Top tier selling. Mm-hmm. The the drunken leg wobbly sell. Glorious. Yeah. Just glorious. Um, I, I think that he is exactly the kind of wrestler I would have wanted to be had my career been able to go longer. Fair. I think like just that tough son of a bitch. Yeah. Like just hit me, and we're going to keep hitting each other, and yep. that's the match you're getting. You're never going to get a five-star match out of him, but it's going to be a consistent four, four and a half. Yeah, it's still going to be great. It's still going to be great. It's going to be 12 minutes long, mm-hmm. and that's all it needs to be. Yeah. Um, but you have four of yours. I only have three, so let me see. Who else do I like? Uh, let me... I will say a um, a woman I really like uh, is out of stardom, Julia. Oh my gosh, she's great. She's great. We haven't seen a lot of her. Um, we've only seen a few matches from Julia. Uh, I'm very intrigued to see more. Oh uh, yeah, me too. We're big Stardom fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just haven't been able to watch enough. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I hope that she gets more exposure because she is the total package. She's an attractive woman. Mm-hmm. She's technically sound. Yeah. She can hit like a man. Yeah. You know, she lays that shit in. Mm-hmm. And, and she is just absolutely fantastic. Very big on Julia. Um, and, and very, very hyped for, for, uh, what she does next. Yeah. Like, obviously she's the new Japan strong women's champion. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a rumor of a Mercedes Mar- uh, Monet match in the making. Hopefully that comes I true. I am very here for that. Yes, I, I'm very much here for that. One. I've really liked what she's done uh, in New Japan and yes, or Stardom, just in Japan. Yeah, there we go. Who Monet or yeah, 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 yeah. Mercedes mm-hmm. Monet has done great in Japan. Yeah, great in Japan. So, who's your fifth and final in your top five? <sighs> That's a great question because there's so many oh yeah yeah i can go with a a fan of a lot of people i could go with the keith lee i love keith lee Mm -hmm. i could go with the swerve love him see i think swerve would have to be the pick you think that's my thought because you fucking love Swerve. i really do but i i feel like it might be it might be a darby allen darby's darby's dope yeah you know so reckless i know it's hard to say. It it's, is hard to it's say. It's one of them. It's one of those three. Okay. All right. All right <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. I think I'm going to go Darby Allen though, just because he's so extreme. Yeah. I think that he, he plays his character really well. I think every story he's in is is good. It's solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm never like, oh my God, another Darby Allen thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and there are some people. Have yeah. Like there are some people I like. When it's, I see them, I'm still like, oh, not again. Not another one. (laughs) Name one of those people. Uh, Chris Jericho. Really? (laughs) It's just, it's, I think what they're doing recently is better. Like, I like this whole, like, Don Callis thing. It's switching it up a little bit, but I'm so tired of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah. So... Just seeing that over and over and over and over, I just I can't. No, I get it. Yeah. Um, Honorable mention. One of my honorable mentions. L. A. Knight. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Gotta 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 give some love to L. A. Knight. Um, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to WWE here, and and one of one of my favorites. One of the guys I will watch every match he does, uh, as long as it's not on a weekly show. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Cody Rhodes, uh, I mean, the grandson of a plumber, son of a working man, uh, he has his dad's gift of gab, he can cut a promo. He sure can. 
he can do a lot in a little. Yeah. He is the king of maximizing his time. He is mm-hmm. so good at that. And I think that he just embodies what it means to be a truly complete pro wrestler. Yeah. And and, and not just the sports entertainment aspect that WWE likes. I mean, he did an indie run for, what, five years after he got released from WWE. Like, he left WWE and he was like, you know what, screw this. I'm going to go wrestle in Japan. Yeah, I'm wrestle there you Ring go. Of Honor. I saw his match against Zack Sabre Jr., his first indie show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was it was great. Like Zack Saber Jr., another one of my favorites. Yeah. Love love him. Um, yeah, I was surprised he wasn't on your uh, your top I five just, list. It's hard because like I don't like the way that New Japan uses him sometimes. That's so fair, it, and that's how I feel about Cody Rhodes right now. Like he deserves more. He's gonna finish the story. He. he just, it's all the adversity. It's too much adversity. <laughs> so much adversity. It's too much. Um, well, like, he got a good match out of Brock Lesnar. He got three good matches out of Brock Lesnar. Oh, he's always so. going to get a good match. That's the thing. is, If it's a Cody Rhodes match, it's going to be a good match. He just deserves more. Oh, I agree. He definitely deserves more. Yeah. It's just, it's just not there yet. Yeah. You know? Adversity. Too much. So much. <laughs> but, like, another honorable mention to Gunter. Oh, uh, yeah. I mm-hmm. love me some Gunther. You do. You sure do. You do not. I I like his in-ring work. Okay. I just don't care for him. Okay. <laughs> so, that's fair. Yeah. You, you just I think like, he's a great wrestler. You just don't like the way he looks. Just be honest. You, think, you, you just think he looks like a big old battleship. I mean, I do, but there's, <laughs> there's a lot of ones that i i don't like the look of that i still like you know what i mean fair enough yeah fair enough i'm shocked roman reigns isn't on your list um i like roman reigns obviously i mean who doesn't but as a woman (laughs) yeah (laughs) the thirst trap of the century listen it it is what it is but um (laughs) i don't know i guess i just don't I don't watch it enough. You know what I mean? Like Fair I don't enough. I don't see his stuff outside of pay-per-views enough to get him up there. I mean, there. to be fair, he doesn't really wrestle outside of pay-per-views, so. Yeah, but I I think that I value the in-ring work more than I value the characters. You know what I mean? Yeah, completely. Like you caught me mid-sip of water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I get it. Um but, yeah, like, there's a lot of honorable mentions. Like, um, we're really impressed with Nick Wayne. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Uh, He's gonna... Billy, Billy Starks. Yeah, the... I... Oh, I can't wait to yeah. see more of her. She's in Ring of Honor. We don't watch enough Ring of Honor We anymore. need to, because yeah. she's fantastic. Not only that, but, like, Sunny Kiss. Somebody yeah. I've shared locker rooms with. Like, yep. gotta support, gotta support them. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I love Alex Zane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Deppin. Yeah. You know, I do like that GCW crew. I know you're not a big GCW I, person. I want to be. It just, that one show we watched, yeah, it that, really that ruined Hammerst- it for me. That Hammerstein Ballroom show just ruined it for it, a lot ooh, of people. It sucked real bad. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. Um, I did not like it. But I will say that uh, Nick Gage did just cut open Matt Cardona on the last pay-per-view with a pizza cutter. Yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> And Maki Ito did it to the other girl that uh, Cardona's working with. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, both of them were bleeding pretty hard. <laughs> um, so another another thing, like based off of favorites, uh, we can do this as like past and present, or like alive and dead kind mm, of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, who would be some of your like? Let's do like three dream matches that oh, we'd love to see. That's hard for me, but. I'll do it anyway. <laughs> I, I, I have one that okay. I think you would really love. And I think this would be a fantastic match if they were both in their prime. Mm-hmm. Um, one still is. The other one is dead. Oh. Um, unfortunately. Very much past their prime. Very much past their prime. Um, <laughs> Will Ospreay versus Eddie Guerrero. Oh, my God, yes. I was going to say Eddie, Eddie Guerrero and Vikingo. That would also be a very fun match. Yeah. That would be a very fun match because, like, there's a match between Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio from 1997 mm-hmm. and Halloween Havoc. And Eddie Guerrero plays this amazing lucha bass, okay. but is also like 
able to kind of do his own shit, mm. like his own Lucha Libre shit. Yeah. So I think him playing a bass for Vikingo would be absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, but him and Will Ospreay, the way that Eddie was wrestling towards the end of his career. Yeah. Um, just Incredible. the storytelling that they could do. Mm-hmm. They could have went like 40 minutes. It would have been a banger. It would have oh. been absolutely fantastic. So good. So, um, so good. Uh, another one, another one that I, I'm thinking of is, and, and one, oh, man, we had the opportunity. He, he should have did it and he didn't. Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles. Oh, that would be so good. That would have been a banger. Yeah. And it was rumored for like three years in a row. And Sean never did it. But I think if anybody could have got a singles match out of a retired Sean Michaels, mm-hmm. it is AJ freaking Styles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's just the styles. Not, no pun intended. <laughs> but the styles just match. Yeah. Like, they match stylistically. They they would have worked a great match together. Mm-hmm. I think they would have been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But let's get let's get one of yours. Give me a Keith Lee and Taz. Weird. But I mean it works because like Keith Lee or not Keith Lee, Taz and Bam Bam had matches and they were fantastic. Yeah. And like just the big boys. You yeah, know? but Taz wasn't that big back in the day. But he is now. Yeah, but this is in their prime. Like, do you want do you want this Taz? Yeah. Oh my god. That's, yeah, just jump horrible. right over the table. Oh my god. <laughs> no, not at all. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that at all. I'm here for it. Um, this is a dream match that we've watched actually. That I want to see run back on a bigger stage mm. with, like, a better story. Like, not even, like, a better story, just more build-up, more fanfare. Mm-hmm. Osprey versus Michael Oku. Oh, my God. That is my favorite match that I've ever seen. Really? Yes. That is your absolute, still to this day, favorite match you've ever seen. Yes. We've seen amazing matches. We have, but it was so good. Everything about it. Everything, the in-ring work, the the storytelling, it was so good. That's crazy. I did not think that that was still your favorite match of all it time. It is, 100%. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I really, really loved seeing Michael Oku, too. He was, I would love to see more of his stuff. I mean, he wrestles a lot for, like, West Coast Pro and stuff like that, which mm. um, we, we can watch on IWTV, I think. Yeah, great. Like... It's definitely, like, he's a really good wrestler. I really, 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 really like good him. wrestler. Um, but, yeah, like, that would be, like, my, my dream match. Just, like, a bigger stage, better promotion, better production, like, on a pay-per-view where yeah. it's, like, hey, I'm coming after you mm-hmm. because you you beat me, but I've learned from that. And, yeah. And, like, tell, tell that story again. Yeah. Just and, everybody oh, needs to see this. Yeah. E- yeah. Everybody does. Like, if you... If you love wrestling, go check out Michael Oku versus Will Ospreay from yes, Red Pro. Absolutely. It was glorious. So good. Yeah. And I just stumbled upon that by like listening to a podcast and they were just raving about it. I'm like, yeah. okay, I gotta How long ago was that? Oh my god, that was last year, I think. Yeah. I think so. I can look it up quick. But mm. like I, I'm almost positive it was like I think it was like end of twenty two, maybe. Yeah. Like, I, 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 it feels longer ago, it, but I think you're right. It does feel forever maybe like last ago. summer. Um, maybe it was last summer. It was so good, though. Holy shit, April 17th of 2022. Yeah, I had a feeling they, was when it was posted to YouTube. Okay, so, it was, so it was done January 29th of 2022. Oh, so it so was it's been like a year and a yeah. half. Yeah, no, it, was, it was so good. And we've seen a lot of incredible matches a since lot then, of incredible but incredible matches. It that really just the work that they both did and the chemistry and the storytelling, it was so good. Yeah, no, it was great. Like so much so I want to see it again. I want Will Ospreay f- worked his ass off for Michael Oku. Oku worked his ass off for Will Ospreay too, like He, he had to. <laughs> it's Will Ospreay. And you're just Michael Oku. 
<laughs> I mean, you can't even, like, I know for us we can say, oh, it's just Michael Oku, but, like, he's a pretty big name over there. I would say that for anybody against Will Ospreay. Fair enough. I'd be like, oh, you're just Chris Jericho. That's what I'm going to say on Sunday. Oh, you're just Chris Jericho. This yeah, is Will Yeah, you're Ospreay. only one of the greatest fucking wrestlers of all time. Yeah, who, who are you? I'm sorry? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if I know oh you. Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> so do you have a do you have a final one? Mm, no. No. <laughs> no that's a, I didn't I didn't know if you had been able to come up with one. I know. I'm smooth brain, no thoughts right now. We we paused it and you said what John Cena versus MJF? Yes, I think it would be fun. I think that they both have a great personality for each other. I think they do too. Can you imagine the promos? The promos would be really good. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the little story I want to see. They don't even need to do anything in ring. They can just fight fight it out with words. That's fair. Sometimes the pen is mightier than the sword. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, like, it's definitely hard. Like, we, we don't. We don't ever prepare for podcasts, so like no. when I'm asking questions, I'm just like, you gotta think. Yeah, so. you have you have this vault of knowledge, and I have trauma brain, and I can't remember anything. That's so also fair. <laughs> um, so I guess I guess we can start winding it down here. Um, so let's finish it off with some predictions for All In. All right. Obviously. They're branding it the biggest wrestling event in history. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. I'm I, also excited about the time. Yeah. Like, afternoon is going to be great for it's me. It's going to be great. <laughs> Fantastic. Because it's right after the F1 race, too. I We're know. big F1 people. Yes. Um, so, so I'm going like, to see my boy Daniel Ricardo win. And then I'm going to see my boy Will Ospreay win. Win? Win. Daniel Ricardo is going to win? In my heart. Okay. Well... <laughs> Um, on the pre-show, we have Aussie Open versus MJF and Adam Cole for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. Who do we think wins that one? MJF and Adam Cole. I oddly think so, too. Yeah. I, I think it I think it helps with building the dissension. Yeah. But I think if they don't win, there's a turn in the main event. Yes. Yeah. I think if they do, they don't turn yet. Uh, yeah. Which, it's hard to see when else it would happen. But, I mean, you can... Like, they've been building it, but you can continue to build it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just ready for it at the any adversity. second. The <laughs> adversity. <laughs> I'm just ready for it at any second, which I think is a great job by them, um, because it hasn't been going on that long, you yeah. know? No, it really hasn't. It's just been those campy fucking segments. It's my favorite. Yeah. That's what I did in TEW with, with my boy, Kevin Moore. Oh, God. I know. And it works. It did See? work. See? <laughs> All right. TW is a booking game, a uh, wrestling booking game. So It's great. It you should play fun. it. Everyone should play it. Everyone should play we it. We should it play it. Fun. We'll play it this weekend. <laughs> um, so then we have a, there is a spoiler for something that happens on Collision that is going to be on the pre-show. So, well, all right. Spoiler, spoiler alert, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Jack Perry is defending his FTW title against Hook. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's... I think Hook wins it back. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do we... Does Taz get involved? I'm gonna say no. He should, though. I think he should... Well, no, I don't think he should. I think that Hook needs to continue to build his career as Hook and not as Taz's son. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, but that's not the way that the story's going. I think the story I think the story only finishes with Taz putting Jack Perry in the Taz mission. Yeah. Yeah. Can he do that though? Is it can FTW anything happen? Rules. Oh, that's true. FTW rules, oh, baby. Oh, so that's true. Ooh, yeah. actually never mind. I changed my mind. I hope he does it. Okay. Yeah. Um, FTR defending the tag team titles against the Young Bucks. So, uh... Um, I think it depends on if the legality <laughs> issues. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, I think the title stay on FTR. I think so, too. And I think that's the right choice. I yeah. love them. Yeah, I think so, too. Even if one of them's a little unhinged and maybe a little violent in real life. Allegedly. Allegedly. Alleg no, it's allegedly. I know. We can't be out here trying to commit slander. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> um, 
Hikaru Shida versus Tony Storm versus Soraya versus Dr. Britt Baker, D-M-D. I think Soraya For the women's world title. Soraya's winning that. Soraya's winning this in England. And, uh... And I hope it continues, like, this drama with Tony Storm. I hope so, too. Like, I hope that they separate. The, the outcasts need to end. They need to... I was tired of them when it started. I know. I hate... I hate their group. I hate it so much. I will say I don't hate them as much as I hate uh, the House of Torture, which is a very similar group, but worse. I hate them as much as you hate House of Torture. We haven't watched enough House of Torture bullshit. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I would hate it, too. But I'm just saying that I hate the outcasts as much as you hate the House of Torture. Fair enough. I'm not saying I, I wouldn't get to your level with House of Torture. I'm just saying that the, the level's the same. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Darby Allen and Sting versus Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage in a coffin match. Darby Allen and Sting. It's Sting. Sting is another one of my favorites. He really is. I love him so much. Except when he talks. His voice shouldn't sound like that. <laughs> you do have a, voice, uh, a problem with his voice and, and how he looks. He sounds too normal for the way that he looks. He needs to sound spookier. Fair enough. I also think Darby Allen and Sting. Um, I think... I agree. I was listening to a podcast today. Uh, post-wrestling. Shout out. Um, <laughs> they were talking about Sting needs to try for the title at least once. Absolutely. Like, it can go 15 minutes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing super long for him. But, like, he needs a title shot because he's undefeated. Yeah. He's never been beaten in, a in AEW. Right. So, like, he needs to... Needs to, needs to get that title shot. I agree. Um, the Golden Elite, Kota Ibushi, Hangman Page, and Kenny Omega versus Konosuke Takeshita and Juice Robinson and Jay White. I think Takeshita pins Omega. Interesting. To set up their match at All Out. Yeah, I, I think that that is probably the case, and I think that that would be a good way to go about it. I think it has to be. Yeah, they've been building it. Yeah. And it's been great. I love Takeshita. You do love Takeshita. I love, I love him, and I love them together. Yeah. I think they have really good, uh, good chemistry. Yeah, I think Omega and, and Takeshita are going to have a banger of a singles match at all out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think Takeshita pins Omega, um, and I hope we get more Kota Ibushi. <laughs> you always do. I love Ibushi. I know. Uh, Stadium Stampede, Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, Best Friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, and Penta El Cedo Miedo versus the Blackpool Combat Club of John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, Santana, and Ortiz. <sighs> who cares? Like, not who yeah. cares about the match, who cares who wins? Yeah, I think either way, it's good to go. Um, I, th I feel like... I have a prediction. I also do. Okay, go I ahead. feel like Eddie Kingston wins it. You know? Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Because I just, him and John Moxley, you know? It's I the... think, I, I don't think Eddie Kingston's going to be involved in the finish at all. No? I think Moxley pins Orange Cassidy mm, to fair. set up an international title match at All Out. I guess that They have to set sense. up a lot for All Out. Yeah, that's true. Because I feel like it, there's been no... No promotion No whatsoever. promotion. Well, no, I mean, no this thought. is a bigger show for sure. Oh, absolutely. So, Which is why I'm a little bit confused as, as to why they're still doing All Out. Everyone but, is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that would make a lot of sense. But I just, I just want Eddie Kingston to win and get his cake, you know? Want this cake? <laughs> You're not hungry anymore, Eddie. I want this cake. <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite things that's ever happened. Um, Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. It's going to be Billy Goat, Will Ospreay. Yes, absolutely. Will Ospreay's going to win in Wembley. He has to. He has to. He has to. Yeah. Uh, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe for the real world title. The AEW real world mm -hmm. championship. I think CM Punk wins. Um, I yep. think Jay White attacks him after the match and sets Ooh. up a match for Jay White versus CM Punk at All Out. Yeah, that's great. 
I think that's. I also thought that CM Punk was gonna win, but Jay White Angle I think is interesting. Again, you gotta set up enough. You You have to. You gotta set up a lot. Yeah. Um, House of Black, Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King versus Billy Gunn and the acclaimed Anthony Bowens and Max Caster for the World Trios titles. The acclaimed. I I don't want it to be the acclaimed, but I think the acclaimed will win. I think it's going to be them. I don't know that it should be. It shouldn't be. Especially if Billy Gunn's not wrestling past this. Right. I think Billy Gunn loses the match. He retires. And and the acclaimed can go for the tag titles. Yeah, and I think that's how it should be. I feel like they're going to win, but I don't know what happens after that. Me neither. Like, if you lose somebody, what do you do then? Yeah, I don't know. I'm so <laughs> I'm so lost on it. And then and finally, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was I just gonna say I don't think that House of Black has gotten what they deserve yet. You know what I mean? I think I think they deserve a really good long run. I think they need to keep going with the House of Black, mm-hmm. so that way we can get them versus Los Ingobernables. Yes. Um, and you get them versus Andrade, Rouge, and Dralistico or yeah. something. Like, a real banger trios match. I can get right. 20 minutes. Like, I think that's the way to go about it. Yeah. Um, finally, our main event, MJF versus Adam Cole, baby! It's MJF for me. Adam Cole. I don't think so. I think, Ugh. I think Adam Cole wins it. And this... I think I would much rather see Aussie Open keep the tag titles in the pre-show, mm-hmm. and Adam Cole wins with the Kingdom and Roderick Strong interfering, and he reforms the Kingdom. Yeah. And like obviously Roderick Strong was not in the original Kingdom, um, but I think Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole needs this title. I think because then MJF can go over to Collision and beat CM Punk gets the real quote-unquote world title, and then you do champion versus champion to, yeah. to unify the titles. I think mm, you can spin it. I think you can spin it a different way. Okay. And so I think Adam Cole, if you beat him now, I think it takes too much rehab to get him back there. That's fair. But I feel like sometimes they don't care about that. Um. They don't sometimes. <laughs> I agree. But I think the way that I've seen MJF's title run, I feel like it needs to be a lot longer. I think that he he's he's the guy. He has the mic skills. He has the entering skills. He's he is the star. I think it would be stupid to take it off him at this point. I don't, I, I don't think he's had it long enough. I don't think he's done enough with it. I think that he he can go and go and go. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I agree MJF is the guy. Mm-hmm. I think, excuse me, I think Adam Cole should be the guy to dethrone him. And I think now is the time to do it in Wembley. Gives MJF something to bitch about. Gives him a reason to fight. You, you embarrassed me. Not only by turning your back on me as your friend, you embarrassed me by beating me in Wembley. I'm the legend. And I'm going to go beat the guy that claims he's the world champion. And then I'm going to beat you to get back what's rightfully mine. If that's where they're taking it, absolutely. But if that's not where they're taking it, it needs to stay with MJF. I agree. I agree with that. Um... Especially because I don't... So, Adam Cole is great. But I don't think he has had the push that he should. You know what I mean? Like I agree. I think that they've they've kind of been so wishy-washy with him. Yeah, like he's in something for a little bit and then he's gone. And well, it's he not was just, injured for a while. It's not just because he's injured. It's everything I've seen him in. It's like he's sort of there and then he's gone. And then like he's he pops well, back up for gearing, a second. They were gearing up for like a big push for him when he got hurt. Yeah. And then when he came back it was like you're in this MJF program pretty right. much. Like, it was him yeah. and Jericho. Right. Which, that was what it was. Right. But, 
now they have him versus MJF, and I feel like that's that's his program. That's true. So I guess, hmm, I guess my thing is, where does he go after that? You know what I mean? I think you could do so many different things. But will they? I I think so. I think they have a lot of long term stuff. Like All In felt a little rushed because like. Yeah. Well, Osprey was stuck in the G1. Right. Couldn't really build that. Um, you're, you had so many plans for, like, a Jamie Hayter to be there. Mm-hmm. She's hurt. Yeah. Thunder Rosa's still hurt. That's um, true. There's they been... Have a lot of, they, have, they have such a bad history with injuries. I know. <laughs> so it's, like, it's definitely hard, I think, for them to book a proper pay-per-view. That's fair. And now they have to do two back-to-back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... Maybe Adam Cole wins it, and then MJF wins it right back. <laughs> maybe. Or, like, you get, like, a... um, You get, like, the winner of Powerhouse Hobbs and Miro challenging. Because mm. like, that's it all out. Yeah. You can get, like, a... I, there's a number of ways you can go. Yeah. I just... I hope that if Adam Cole wins it, they do something really good with his run. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I think he has I to just hold don't it want until, it to like, be... double or nothing of next year. Yeah. I just don't want it to be lost. Nope. I agree with you 100%. But I... One thing I think that this card is missing is, like, a big battle royal. Mm, like yeah. Like, a big royal rumble kind of thing, like the casino battle royal or something. Yeah. Where it's, like, you can get some of, like, the local talent from England and stuff like that with, like, mm-hmm. some of the talent that you didn't fit onto the show. Like, yeah. Like, I'm not a big fan of, like, the Andre the Giant... Nobody gives a fuck battle royal, but like yeah. whoever wins the the battle royal here goes on to face fucking someone the for winner, something. <laughs> John Moxley versus Orange Cassidy, whoever yeah. wins out of that for the international title, they have a future international championship match because then you can have somebody from England win it. They come over to come over to America, face the Orange Cassidy. They're the international champion. Yeah. Or, like, you know, or, like, has a chance to be international champion. Yeah, and I feel like especially because AEW does such a good job integrating with local companies. Absolutely. I That's one thing I really love about them is that you see so many indie people just yeah. on their regular shows. Yeah. Um, so it would be, it would be cool if they like did some some at least pre-show thing with something can you imagine being just like an indie indie wrestler and being like oh i'm wrestling in wembley right that'd like, be nuts that'd be nuts yeah i'd be like you know oh hey i'm a i'm an indie guy but i ended up on the tokyo dome show right like yeah yeah but with that being said i think this is a good place to wrap up our first episode we have uh, we kept it pretty much on time, actually. Look at that. We're so along. good. I know. Um, got a lot crammed in here, and obviously we will put a uh, put an episode out immediately after All In. Um, mm-hmm. We'll record it and then put it out probably Monday morning Yeah. Um, for all of you guys to listen to. Go like us on Facebook, Casually Die Hard. Search that on there. You'll see the logo matches the logo of this podcast as well. Um and yeah, make sure that you interact with our with our posts and stuff like that. You know, share it with your friends. Word of mouth this is the best way to do it, and share it on Facebook as well. So for that, I am Damien, and I'm Ashley, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.